hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Welcome. Welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. I am Chris Ballette and I am your host. I'm here with Philippa Ballette, my wife. Hello. We're founders of health practice Chris and Philly Functional Medicine based in Latrobe, Tasmania. We operate everywhere, all around Australia and perhaps even in your part of the world as well. We specialize in helping busy people with energy, mood, and gut issues. And today we're going to talk about Philly, your story, mm-hmm. and your your dealings and balancing the demands of work and family and your own body burnout story. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty yep. excited to, to share this with you. Let's let's start with first signs. Yeah. Okay. So I used to think that my body burnout started after having kids, but looking back in hindsight, there were definitely signs and signals that things weren't quite right in my nervous system. So when I was a teenager, actually even going before that as a kid, I was quite shy, anxious, wouldn't have used those terms back then, but pretty low self-confidence and constantly feeling a bit like a duck out of water. I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> anyway, went to high school. That was challenging. In duck its, out of water. Duck out of I water. A fish out of water. Um, high school also um, it caused some insecurities as well. But all of a sudden, I didn't really try, but all, I just started getting good grades. And of course, getting all this like lovely external validation back from teachers and parents and friends. Oh, Philly, you're so smart. And then that led me to developing some pretty addictively doing patterns, um, high achieving, overachieving, constantly couldn't feel like I could relax or stop. I always had to do more and do more. Anyway, what ended up happening is I started developing these patterns where I was fainting, fitting, and then peeing myself. Mm. And this would usually happen when I was like physically stressed. So even when I was pulling off a Band-Aid off my leg, I remember one time in the shower naked when I was 16 years old or maybe 14, can't really remember. And I was pulling off a Band-Aid and I fainted in the shower and I must have made a massive thump as I fell out of the shower and the door slammed open because my dad came running in and I was so embarrassed as a teenager that my dad saw me naked. So that was the first episode and that actually started becoming a pattern and happening quite often. Anyway, my mum, who was a nurse thought the worst she has a brain tumor you know maybe she didn't but she uh, took me around to all the doctors the specialists they did scans and MRIs ultrasounds trying to find something in my brain and in the end they couldn't really find anything and the doctor said oh you just have vasovagal episodes 
um, where your nervous system isn't regulating stress very well and all you need to do is wiggle your fingers and toes when you feel like you're about to start fainting, which actually did help, although I continue to faint, fit and pee myself, but it definitely wasn't getting to the root as to why I was developing those symptoms in the first place. Can we uh, ask a question? What what is vasovagal syncope? Yeah, it's to do what's well, to do with your nervous system and also your blood pressure. So I couldn't regulate uh, my nervous system and my blood pressure very effectively, and so I'd kind of like drop really low, really fast when I was feeling some sort of physical stress. Which then my physiological response to that was fainting. And not everyone fits and pees themselves, but that's why they ended up doing a lot of tests looking into like, you know, maybe you have epilepsy or something like that as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. So also um, as a teenager, definitely signs of hormonal issues. So I didn't get my period until I was about 17, I think, super late. And then when I did, I only got a period every three to six months. Hormonal issues, acne, which didn't help with the self-confidence issues either. And then we later met and got married and hormonal stuff continued. And you know what? To tell you the truth, I didn't actually care not getting a period. It was great. Like all my friends were like, oh, I've got my period again every three weeks or four weeks. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I haven't bled for six months. It's great. Until we wanted to fall pregnant, hey. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> we decided to make a baby. <laughs> But it didn't happen very well. And I think we were trying for about two years. Um, and in the end, again, went and saw the GP, gynecologist, did a bunch of tests. Um, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which matched quite a lot of my symptoms. And I had no idea about natural therapies back then. I remember I had a, a friend, I called her Crazy Susie, who I really liked, but she was always just like big, like weird ideas around like, you can heal this stuff naturally. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. So I definitely went down the medical route. Um, and um uh, they uh, ended up not doing IVF but Clomid which helped me to ovulate we fell pregnant then had a miscarriage which was super sad and then about six months later fell pregnant again and we had Poppy so Poppy came along and well could, could we just back it up a little bit back it up yeah so you've got these patterns of, of doing and pursuing excellence and achieving and that sort of stuff it sounds like a pattern even carried over into your healing <laughs> and your and trying you're to trying to have a baby you're just <laughs> like, like let's get just it let's do just it. this is what i want and this is what's going to happen just and give me the drug let's do it <laughs> yeah it, do you think that was maybe a even the way that we approached or i approached making a baby as well like, <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Yeah. And well, actually, part of that too was we were living in, living in Sydney at the time and Chris had a personal training business, which I was over-exercising, which probably wasn't helping with the fertility side of things. But yeah, it was and doing a PhD at the same time. So there was a lot of overdoing, overachieving, go, 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 hmm. which, you know, it makes complete sense that my body wasn't able or ready to have a baby. Right. So, so fast forward to baby. 2012, we had Poppy. Um, that was a three-day labor. Um, uh, I actually wanted to do it all naturally because I was 
looking or reading books around like hypnotherapy didn't go down the track of working mm. with anyone, although I wish I did. But that was a quite a traumatic birth. So three-day labour, then um, ended up having an epidural, the suction cup. You can tell the story about the suction cup. That's a bit funny. Doctors put the suction cup in and... Jeepers creepers, that was traumatic. That was crazy. But childbirth is brutal, isn't it? It's uh, for just as many, I guess there's, there's plenty of people who have beautiful experiences, but then really at its heart isn't isn't it just so primal it's just astounds me that the blood the the noises well basically the suction cup got stuck on poppy's head and the the doctor went flying you want me to go into details you across want me to tell- the other side of the room right People okay so, juicy stuff, so philly philly was not letting go yeah. <laughs> it was the yeah. baby Poppy was Poppy was stuck inside and uh, and and she wasn't coming out. Doctor used a suction cup and I oh, just never forget that noise, hey? Like it just he was he was looking at me and he fell on the floor and it snapped and he looked up and he's like, "Chris, uh, I don't think he said Chris, but he's like uh, it, it's broken. I'm like, no, I know it's broken. I can see you on the floor. No, like you're looking up at me and, and holding on to this thing. What? Why are you looking at me? I I need to get it out. I'm like, well, I'm I'm not getting it. I don't know how to do this. So then the forceps. Came. And so yeah, well, he reached in there. He reached in and he grabbed the suction cup. He grabbed it, and I remember it was like, <laughs> it was like pop, came out in his hands, and then it was next. Next up is forceps and yeah. pulled. Yeah, yeah. And what, what Chris said, like, again, we always think about patterns. So what, what caused your body systems to burn out in the first place? What led to then the symptoms? And, like, the pattern was I wasn't letting go. I was so stuck in fear when I was um, having a baby that my body was chronically in pain. Like, I've heard other stories where there's waves of pain when the contractions come and then it's like, ah, and then it's like, oh, contractions, and then it's like, ah, and I experienced none of that because my system was just in such a state of overdrive going right back from, like, probably teenage years. Mm. So anyway, yeah, the forceps came. I had a lot of tearing up my vagina and bowel. Couldn't pee. Couldn't pee, yeah. The big thing was for about three days I did not urinate and the nurses kept coming up to me in the hospital and they're like, have you gone to the toilet yet, dear? Wasn't it longer? It was like weeks. Nah, it wasn't that long. Felt like weeks. No, it was definitely days, maybe even 48 hours. Um, But they said... But I thought they were talking about poos and I'm like, oh, no, I haven't pooed. I haven't gone to the toilet yet. They were talking about poos. Because people pee after they have babies, but not poo until they do. (laughs) And so anyway, in the end, we figured out or they figured out that I hadn't actually urinated, um, put a catheter into my pee hole and like liters and liters and liters of urine came out. And so from then on for about four months, I had no sensation to urinate. Like I couldn't push out even a drop of pee. And so I had to have an internal catheter in, um, which then, uh, as a preventative, the doctor prescribed me antibiotics, which I was on every day, 24-7, just to stop getting UTIs from having the catheter. But what ended up happening is I probably 
got about mm. three UTIs, was back in the hospital, IV antibiotics multiple times. And so I wasn't very well and Poppy wasn't very well either. Hey? So the now there's always a positive in everything. And, and so in this time that Philly was just cooked, um, Poppy and I, even she, she was days old, weeks old, months old, we we started our relationship as a very close-knit bond. It still continues today. Poppy and I are super tight, super tight, super close. And I think that it started started there when, mm. when Phil was sick. You were pretty much mum and dad. I was just yeah. the milkmaid. You were the you were <laughs> you the, bo- bring you were the boob. You would bring to me because <laughs> my body just felt really broken. I wasn't coping mentally and Poppy had a lot of reflux as well. So she was crying all the time mm. unless she was asleep. We'd have to like rock her to settle her tummy, settle her Really down. loud music for her to go to sleep. Shit, yeah. So anyway, after all of that, um, my body like physically healed in terms of the trauma from the birth. But what ended up happening was month by month, I just started developing all these other symptoms. So uh, even previously before that, I had some heartburn issues, but all the gut stuff got a lot worse. All the hormonal issues got a lot worse. Um, I then started having postnatal depression and immune system was shot so previous before that i catch the random cold or flu once a year but oh my gosh every two weeks i'd be catching another thing and then getting over it and then catching another thing and that was really impacting my energy levels because i constantly felt ill and i think poppy was six months old when i injured my back i did a stupid thing at the gym actually yeah. it wasn't even at the gym it was just at home um, exacerbated at the gym, continue to push through. Yeah, and that was the doing. It's like, nah, I, I could do this sort of stuff before kids. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to get, I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to get my body back and chronically hurt my back. Mm. Um, but it didn't really improve for until I started doing functional medicine about 18 months later. So, you know, I saw physios and osteopaths and even got some scans done and no one could find anything. They're like, we can't see anything that's actually broken inside you. And they just said, just give it time. But it was just a massive sign that my body wasn't healing. There was so much inflammation and my whole nervous system was so highly strong that I was physically feeling pain. We talk about this bit, don't we, Phil, with signs. Like these are the signs that... (laughs) There's something something at play here, isn't there? There's mm. there's patterns starting to evolve. A pattern. What is a pattern? A pattern is something that that we do or that we that we act out or think about or you know something like that. But it crosses context, and so this this pattern is crossing context for you. It's universally medalist in study. Then it's also around family, giving birth, around body and approach to, to healing the pattern is all about was all about doing and, and going and chasing and mm, yeah yeah do 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 equals 
have. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was fighting against the health issues because I'd heard stories too. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you'll be better. Just give it time. Like even GPs were saying that. Oh, yeah, you're just a new mum. This is normal. It's all in your head. But then month by month until Poppy turned one. And I remember I got a book. I was actually given a book called Deep Nutrition. Um, and even before I read that book, I'm like, I feel like an 80-year-old. I am not getting better. I am getting worse with time. There is something seriously wrong inside my body. And currently I'm just hitting roadblocks with, you know, physios, GPs. And I'm like, I've got to look at a different approach. So I read this book called Deep Nutrition, which just like lit the, gave me the spark of the potential of natural therapies. It was basically all around, you can eat really healthy and your body can heal. You can use food as medicine. I mean, now I like kind of like brush that and like, but back then it was, it was light bulb. That was a massive concept for you. Massive concept. And I, same pattern. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I just like, um, totally cleaned out our kitchen. Like, let's get rid of the wheat fix and the cereals and the white bread and the chocolate chip cookies. And I found, and then I'm like, our kitchen became a lab. So I started like fermenting and sprouting and I even was able to access some raw milk and I was making my own fermented yogurts and cheese and all this sort of stuff. And um, over time, inflammation levels definitely got better. Um, I definitely felt a lot better probably like a year later, which is then when we're like, okay, yeah, ready to have another baby, got pregnant again, this time really easily, which was fantastic because before with all the infertility issues, um, it was just a testament that things had shifted in my system. And then we had Elsie and this time I was like, this is going to be so much better. I'm looking after myself. I'm eating so well. I'm feeling better. Elsie came along Um, It was a C-section this time. I chose that because I still had trauma that I hadn't dealt with, which we know so much about not about what happens in the body when you don't address repressed emotions. It will at some point come up through your body. Anyway, didn't know any of that back then. All I knew was that food was like the golden child. It was going to heal everything. I love food, but it can only get so far for some people. Um, So anyway, Elsie came along felt good actually it was just like wow is this what it feels like to have a newborn baby that sleeps and doesn't cry all the time and I feel pretty good even though I was healing from the c-section so same pattern it's like all right cool well let's get back into business and let's start doing more stuff and I think I was studying nutritional medicine at the time then as well because I wanted to become a practitioner and rather than giving myself a nice um, period, even like a month or two of just like being a new mom and, and healing, I just dove back into life. Um, also, we had a toddler. Chris had a gym. You'll hear his story next <laughs> week, but he wasn't at home, hardly at ever. And so literally after about a month, all the same symptoms came again. And this time, like the pain came back the heartburn, the hormonal issues, the low immunity sucked. Um, And this time, instead of like low mood depression, I developed full-blown anxiety. Like I was having panic attacks. I had no, I really had no idea what was going on. And I was so embarrassed that this was happening to me, but that I don't think I even shared how I was really feeling inside to Chris, definitely not to my parents or my family or to anyone else. I kind of just felt like I had to soldier on. Um, push, and push, push. Yeah, push, push, push again. 
And something else around that. No, nah, forgot it. Ignore, <laughs> ignoring the the signals and the signs that that were popping up and mm. that you were going past and just continuing to do, mm. ignoring the signs, going past them. Mm. I, I always, I, I have this analogy in my mind. We're driving down the street and there's a red light or, or a give way sign or something like that. Stop, slow down. And if we ignore those signs, we crash, don't we? And that's, I guess that's what you're describing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You, you're ignoring these signs and, and then you're coming head-on collision with body burnout. Yeah, I think there was shame and guilt as well because I'm like, oh, now, you know, I had a business. It, it, my first business was called Happy Biome and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I thought I was healed and now I'm not. What's going on? Um, and and then there was – so there was a bit of embarrassment around that but also too the anxiety came out through anger. Like I was the dragon mom. I was – screaming at my kids my toddler and my newborn baby when and husband and husband when I shouldn't like there there was nothing that they were doing that really you know should have led to that and so I think that really scared me and I'm like okay cool well I've got my my food in check obviously I haven't got to yet and so I have to dig a bit deeper and that's when I came across randomly through a health summit that I signed up to Dr. Daniel Kalish and he started talking he was talking about functional medicine and he was showing these amazing lab tests and these results and like you can you can test for parasites and you can look at your brain and you can test for your detox pathways and I was just like what oh my gosh I mean I'm very I love details so like that's science and having the yes you do (laughs) and having the scientific data to say to give validation that it's not just all in my head because I kind of started feeling like maybe it is because I was getting brushed off by lots of other people. And so I wanted to work with him straight away, but I had to wait because I had to wait until I finished my nutritional medicine degree and then became a qualified practitioner. And then I became his student. But as part of that three or four year mentorship, he helped me to heal my own body as well. So did a bunch of lab tests, Um, any of our clients that have worked with us, I always pull up the body systems map and there's about 17 different areas of the body that we can test for that are super important for optimal health. Now, and those times of when you, when you're at this depths and, and when you started working with Dr. Kalish, like what, what happened in between now and then? Well, I kind of need to talk about COVID 2020. Like my heartburn disappeared. That had been happening for the 10, 15 years. I started getting a regular cycle. My back pain calmed down. So all my symptoms got so much better for about three or four years. Um, But what I found was I still kind of felt like I had to live as if I was wrapped up in cotton cotton wool like if I if I didn't sleep very well that night or if I had a lot going on and there was extra stress these little symptoms were kind of like popping their head up again and so although although I would have professed that I've healed myself with functional medicine if I'm being truly honest there were things still under the surface that still weren't quite right so then COVID 2020 happened Mm. you loved COVID hey it was the best. <laughs> I hated it. I, I, I felt uh, we'll, we'll talk about me later, but but I think 
Yeah, let's talk about you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. I, we're gonna share Chris's story because we have like really Later. different ones. Next episode. Next episode. Okay, so COVID twenty twenty happened. I I bought into the fear based everything. So we had a gym at the time, as well as I had my own kind of like I was just practicing functional medicine and my happy biome, which is all around toxin free skincare and cleaning products. Um, but yeah, so the gym was shut down because of lockdown. The kids were at home, so I was homeschooling. There was a period where I just freaked out. I thought the world was going to end, and especially I freaked out about finances. I want to do a whole podcast on money. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to survive? And I just went into, like, psycho mode. (laughs) And at the same time, too, we really wanted to – create Chris and Philly functional medicine was born in 2020 because it had been a goal for us for a long time to offer a holistic way of healing before lockdown that that was yeah before before lockdown lockdown. and lockdown gave us the space to do it so that was a huge blessing but for me Chris loved it and he loved the whole experience but for me it was really scary as well because it's like oh we're gonna have to do something different we're gonna have to recreate this and we're gonna have to rebrand and we're gonna have to do another website and we're gonna have to like create this rise up protocol was our first program (laughs) it hit my needs for variety and <laughs> but <laughs> oh my time. but I I was just like way too much change so anyway again symptoms flared up again and this time full-on insomnia like I was having bouts of nights after night after night where I could not sleep heartburn came back anxiety um female hormone issues all the things and I was really frustrated, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I get it. There's been a lot of stress. It's all good, Philly. You got this. Let's run the lab tests again. I did this time. Actually, no, there was stuff that showed up, including SIBO. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, cool. But there was a bunch of stuff that was totally fine. Like, I'm like, where are the parasites? Where's the candida? Where's the H. pylori? Why is the H. pylori not back? And I've got heartburn again. So a bunch of stuff remained fine from a physical level on the lab test but I just like clutched at any little imbalance and I'm like yeah I'm gonna do this hardcore SIBO elemental diet which was two weeks of no food and I'm gonna do this did all the protocols again with supplements and diets this time nothing changed the heartburn was still there I was not regulating or able to regulate my um, stress hormones like my nervous system Sleep got better, but there were still periods where it was just like full on insomnia. And so then another learning, it's like, okay, Philly, still haven't got to the root cause. It's kind of like the food thing again. I thought food had solved the problem. Um, And so then that led me into kind of like I was pulled into this by Chris. So Chris's, Chris's genius within our business, in our practice, is really diving into the deeper inner healing work he'd done that I hadn't I thought I was fine because I was very good at doing things and sticking to a plan but I hadn't I hadn't investigated or uncovered any of these weird patterns that were stressing out my nervous system anyway so I ended up doing a um, a coaching program for six months with a coach Jamin Fraser which really got to the bottom of like my beliefs and the stories I was telling myself Um, and four and a half months into that magic moment heartburn disappeared anxiety disappeared few more months later after that sleeping like a baby and it's like yes finally my body could heal 
Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our ending body burnout assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one ending body burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>